Amen. I am ready for this. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, y'all. I get it. It's Saturday. It's the weekend. And you may be in your bed. You may be running errands or preparing to spend time with your loved ones. But since you are here and since you are listening, I want you to get ready and to sit at the edge of your seat because you are about to be inspired. Let's go. y'all welcome to solid saturdays listen i am having such an amazing time of talking to all these special guests and the reason is is because like always y'all already know this is that i know that as you listen you are being enlightened which means that you are being set free and we're just going to keep the ball rolling because you're going to get set free in another area today. We are in a time where we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are moving forward. We have a lot of people that are pursuing their dreams, which I love it. But let's pursue our dreams in a way that it won't keep us in bondage, but that we know our right in the kingdom of God. God has called us to freedom in every area of our lives. And I have a guest here today that's about to blow y'all mind. I promise you, we're going to talk about finances today. And I'm going to introduce our guest today, Bishop Charles Johnson. How are you doing, Bishop Charles? I am terrific. I have been made terrific because I had the opportunity to be here with you. I've been looking forward to it. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to say some things that's going to be a blessing to all of your audience. And I really believe that what you are doing is mm. exactly what is the, you know, from a Hebraic perspective, mm. God is on a particular talent. He, he moves in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And what I try to help people understand is with God, you can't be late. Mm. He's in your past. He's in your present and he's in your future so people that say well, i'm waiting on god mm, <laughs> not really i mean i guilty to try to say mm-hmm. but if he is who he is if god mm-hmm. is who god says he is mm-hmm. then he's everywhere at all times so mm-hmm. what you are doing right now is on time and uh, i'm just excited to be able to get on the bus and go to the next stop and get off and watch you go down the road a little bit further <laughs> I'm excited to have you on and listen, thank you for that because it is is such a right now word. We are in a time of now and people miss the now because they're not aware. They are um, not aware at all. And yeah. so we're seeing revival, but in order to be revived, you have to be aware. There has to be a, mm-hmm. an awareness an awakening that happens within you. So that's something Uh that I've been praying a lot is that there be a great awakening, a great awareness so that God can begin to revive. But we're going to be talking (laughs) about from lack to more. Listen, Uh, there is going to be a shift that is going to happen. And I decree and declare it over your life today. Mm -hmm. You are shifting. Literally, when I said from lack to more, I saw a shift happening. You are shifting from what has been into what is now. So let's dive in. You ready, Bishop? Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So before we dive in, for real, for real, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Well, my hometown is a little place called Lumberton, North Carolina, uh, but where I've been for the past 
20 plus years is Raleigh, North Carolina, where my wife and I, we pastor. Uh, we've been, matter of fact, this year is our 20th year of pastoring the what? Well Church uh, here in Raleigh. I am a pastor, and like you said, I'm consecrated, I'm a bishop. But one of the other things that I am, uh, I call myself the successologist. Uh, and, and I've done it my whole life. When I started looking back at it, I started just doing this my whole life. I remember when I was growing up, a uh, small little country, little church down the end of the dead end street, had a railroad track that ran right beside it. Mm. At the age of probably eight, nine, ten years old, I was teaching Sunday school. Wow. And I was teaching Sunday school to three, four, and five, and six-year-olds. Mm. And um, even at that time in my life, by the time I got to 13, 14, I was counseling grown people. I mean, I'm talking about grown people with grandkids. Mm. <laughs> so I really began to, to recognize the lane that God has called me to be in. I wish, Tiffany, I wish I could hold my ear <laughs> and holler and hoop like some of these guys and ladies <laughs> be doing. Oh, I wish I could do it. But it's, it's not my lane. It's just right. not something that God has given me to do. But um, what he has given me to do, I do it well. And I'm not trying to say that boastfully. And the results have followed it. Yeah. Um, but I'm married. I've been married for 31 years. Come on. I have two grown sons. Okay. I have five grandchildren. Pastoring is, is part of my call. It's not the whole call. And mm-hmm. when I say pastor, I'm talking like within the four walls kind of a deal. But he's called me the pastor, even the people that are outside the wall. So what I've realized, is that everywhere I go, I'm constantly pastoring. One thing that I'm seeing in you is that you're very clear and you're very mm. intentional. One thing you started off with is you said that you have been doing what you're doing all of your life. And it's yeah. amazing that God puts us in a place when we realize that, like, I literally have done this all my life. And when you get to that point, things begin to make sense. I have realized when I understand more of who I am, it helps me to understand even better who I'm not. So I don't have to fight with myself. Is this me? Is this, is it? No, 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 no. I'm knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great book. Everybody ought to go read, read this book. Please go get this book. I'm sure you can find it pretty much anywhere. Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to tell you how I was waiting to hear. <laughs> Bishop T.D. Jakes, Dr. Seuss. He was a doctor for a reason. Amen. For a reason. <laughs> and he wrote a book called Green Eggs and Ham. And really, really quick, Sam, he walked around the corner. I am Sam. He has the sign. Mm-hmm. And he passes by the guy. And the guy says, that Sam I am, that Sam I am. I don't like that Sam I am. And Sam's response mm-hmm. to this guy's dislike was, do you like green eggs and ham? Now, this guy had probably seen ham before and eggs before, but he's never seen them green. Mm. So when he offers this guy his green eggs and ham, of course, he refuses, refuses, refuses. But he never changed his green eggs and ham mm-hmm. because his green eggs and ham, he knows, works for him. Mm-hmm. And so if it works for me, I'm just going to introduce it to you and see if it works for you. All of us have a green eggs and ham ability to it. There, there, there are thousands, probably, you know, hundreds of thousands of podcasts, mm-hmm. but nobody does it 
like you. <laughs> Nobody does it like you. Have a whole green egg and ham faculty about what you do. All of us do. So for your listeners that think, oh, everybody's doing that. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. gonna pay attention to me. That's not true. Mm-hmm. If you find and stick with who God has created you to be, then you can add your green eggs and ham to it. And whoever mm-hmm. is prepared to hear your green eggs and ham and needs your green eggs and ham, they're gonna say stuff like, I don't know where you've been my whole life. Yeah, so, that, yeah. that is so true. And you know what? As you were talking about, first of all, I can't believe we're talking about green eggs and ham, but let's just <laughs> run with it. <laughs> As you were talking about green eggs and ham, I just mm-hmm. began to think, what if the church evangelized mm-hmm. like oh. that? That we weren't so afraid of rejection. Yeah. Because we were sure that salvation works. Yeah. Salvation works. So we got here based off of Bishop Charles telling us who he is. And mm-hmm. he told us practically who he is. But through conversation from that introduction, we can see who he is. And he is mm-hmm. a powerful man of God. So you have yeah. this technique that I absolutely love. We briefly mm-hmm. talked about it. Right. Before we get into that, I want you to tell me a little bit about the power of our words oh, because yeah. Yeah. that goes in alignment with mm-hmm. our identity and knowing who we are because our mm-hmm. language would change if we knew oh, who we were. Absolutely. If you go to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter one, verse number one, uh, and everybody pretty much knows, knows in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In the Hebrew, it, it reads a bit different. There's some, there's some words in the Hebrew that's not in our English King James Bible. This is what it says in Hebrew. Bereshit bara Elohim et hashemayim ba'et ha'aret. Now, number one, Better sheep means the beginning with an S. And now I know sometimes we'll look in our King James Bible and it'll say the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's actually the beginning with an S. And so when I bring that up, I say to people that are listening, if God can start again, so can you. If mm-hmm. he can have several beginnings, so can you. Now, the word in that verse that's not in your King James is the Hebrew word et. E-T, actually, et. Now, with this word et, it's very similar to our ABC. You know, somebody says, well, you got it all together. You got it from A to Z. You got it all complete. Same thing with this word et. Et is the full composition of everything God was going to do in words. So then he created Mm. the word, the letters he was going to use Mm. to create the words he was going to use. Now, what's interesting is this. Moses is the author of Genesis, the book of Genesis. But Moses won't there when God said, let there be. So how did God create? I suggest, and the scripture proves it, that he created through thought. He mm. thought about it. He put words to it. Then he put his hands on it. <laughs> That's how Repeat we, that again. He thought about it. He spoke it. He put his hands on it. Okay, so pause pause there for a second. Okay. Because I wanted you to repeat that because, and I may be getting ahead of you, but we're made in the image and the likeness of God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Y'all should see him, his response. (laughs) That means we're on the same page. I can only imagine. Listen, and so to think about it, put words to it, and then put your hands on it. Listen. 
that I think that anyway, I'm gonna let you go ahead and finish that because I, I yeah. think that we miss putting our hands on it a lot. We do a uh, lot of thoughts. Uh-huh. We may even speak a little and then it dwindles mm-hmm. off where we don't even put our hands on it to make Thank it come to fruition. But go ahead and So, like you said, God blew into Adam. And when God blew into Adam, he didn't blow like, oh, just a certain part. Or oh, I'll give you this, but not give you that. God gave Adam everything that he was. That God is now living also in this flesh suit called Adam. So mm-hmm. everything well, let me say it like this. When God was bringing the animals to Adam, and he said, you know, Adam was naming the animals. In mm-hmm. scripture, God goes silent. We never hear God say, <laughs> oh, no, don't name it that. Oh, no, that's wrong. And it bothered me. Typically, I was bothered because why didn't God correct it? He didn't correct him because what God was saying, Adam was saying. What Adam was saying, God was saying. They were one. The same thing happens with all of us mm-hmm. that we have this creative ability this creative anointing this creative gift mm-hmm. and it starts with how you think if you have negative thoughts and if you're talking negative negatively to yourself at some point because it's a creative process because you're like god at some point it's going to come out your mouth and when it comes out of your mouth, what starts to happen? You start to make that thing be true. You said Adam and God were one. And some people, they may be listening to this and be like, no, mm-hmm. the only person he was with is Holy Spirit and Jesus. And all. you got to remember <laughs> that Adam and God were tight like that until sin came in the camp. Yes. <laughs> sin came yeah. in. Sin separates us from God. Sin wow. separates us from God. So. Think about how sin impacts your life and what you allow to come out your mouth, the impact of your words. Sin mm-hmm. has an impact on your words because yeah. the more you entertain sin, the further you're separated from God, which means yeah. that you are not in alignment with God. So you right. can't say, oh, I got the faith for this. I got the faith for that. But you living in sin, baby. So <laughs> listen, right. you want things to manifest. You got to choose to carry your cross live a life of worship Mm -hmm. to God, to the best of your ability. And we're not talking about perfection. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a heart posture towards God. Mm -hmm. God will honor his word. And when you Mm -hmm. are aligned with God and you speak, Mm -hmm. he honors that because he honors his word. As much as I don't want to end it right here, we got to end it right here. And we'll continue next week as we go deeper on this subject from lack to more. It really begins in your mindset, which is why we started there. And I'm going to tell y'all that there is so much more that we got to get into. But the main purpose of this episode is to make you aware of your true identity, make you aware of what you're capable of doing and the life that you're capable of having. I think for so much, the people of God, we have settled, we have compromised for what we've seen. But the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. What if I told you that your abundance is in what you don't see? 
You may have abundance in what you see now, but there's so much more that we have access to. The Bible tells us that God owns a thousand cattle on the hill. We have that inheritance. Why? Because we are children of God. We serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Everything that the Bible says about us, God's children, is linked to the inheritance that we have in God. We got to start walking upright like royalty. But in order to do that, we have to change our mindset. So I just want to thank Bishop Johnson for really speaking up and challenging the belief systems and mindsets or really teaching because that's really what he did today. He taught us line upon line, precept upon precept, the word of God and what God thinks about us, how we're made in his image and his likeness. We have to talk about so much more Bishop Johnson, but I'm just so excited about the transformation that people will receive from this series that we're talking about. Well, people of God, you know what we do. We're going to end this episode in prayer, but I also want to encourage you to share this episode with your friends, your loved ones, your cousins, your aunties, everybody. You hear me? (laughs) Everybody, because they're going to need this foundation, this baseline before we dive in deeper next week. Y'all going to listen next week? I'm thinking y'all said yes. So I'm going to go ahead and accept that. that Y'all say yes, I can't wait. But let's go ahead and go to the Father in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this season that you have us in. We thank you, God, that even as you sent your son to die for us on the cross for our sins, he took our sins, he took all infirmities, and he also created a bridge for us to have access to you. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we praise you for that, Father. And we thank you even now for everything that you have bestowed upon us and everything that you have placed within us. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that everything that was received or said in this episode, that it will be planted on good soil and that it will cause transformation. I speak fruit coming from the lives of the listeners today, that when they received this word, that it imparted wisdom it imparted understanding and that every bit of confusion, every bit of doubt is erased from them in Jesus name. I pray God that you will uproot every fortress in their mind that is not like you and that they would adopt the mind of Christ. Father, we say that we are bound to your will and our mind is your mind. We belong to you and what a privilege it is to say that we belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the sovereign God the one who rules above all and over all, the one who reigns, the one who is strong and mighty. Father, we thank you and we bless you that we are able to call you Abba Father and that you continue to watch over us and bless us and our households. Father, thank you. We honor you and we bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, y'all, I know the prayer was a little bit shorter today, but it's because I want y'all to get what we are talking about. Your life is going to change forever. Trust me. So it is my prayer that you were able to receive that powerful prayer and also receive the message that was given by Bishop Charles Johnson. And because we serve such a loving, powerful, and faithful God, you know that gives me confidence that you did. So you know what that means. I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.